Welcome to Set for Stun. My name is Ron. And I'm Drew. And we're going to talk about everything from mouse droids to midichlorians. So strap in and get ready to make the jump to light speed. original things. But anyway, the three guests we have today are Trent over here. You want to say hello to everyone, Trent? Hello, everyone. Trent. We have another Drew in the house. Yes, and although I am the younger of the two Drews, I am the superior one, and I will prove it over the next 15 minutes to an hour. And I'm going to let him do it, because he knows a lot more about Your Star Wars. Your soul is forfeit. <laughs> exactly. And then I we have also have Sam over here. Hello, Sam I am. I do not like Green Eggs and Ham. Dang it. That sucks. I was going to cook you breakfast. <laughs> okay, well, clearly we have an inferior Sam over here. Get him out. Get him out. He's okay. done. No more Sam. <laughs> so, I like the topic that you brought up earlier, Drew, of everyone's favorite expanded universe story. Do we do it like quick fire to like, what's your topic, what's your topic, what's your topic, and then we dig in from there, or? I kind of like that. I think we can do that. Okay. Do you want to start from that side and go this way? I feel like we should start from the host and go. Actually, yeah, no, you're right. That does make yeah. more sense. Okay. You guys are leading the show after all. That's debatable. <laughs> <laughs> so, I stated earlier in the tangent before the official start of this show that my favorite expanded universe bit is Luke and how he grows and makes the new Jedi Order. I like, I would rather be a Jedi under Luke's order because you can get laid exactly. under Luke's Jedi order. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> preach, preach, brother. <laughs> like, that's the whole thing has always been so stupid. You can't love anybody. Well, what's interesting is I think Luke was originally supposed to be a gray, and that was the whole balance of the force yeah, that the like prophecy that. was supposed to fulfill, is the grays use both dark and light side, and neither one is better than the other. And both need each other to survive. Yeah, because one of the comics had Luke using force lightning. Yep. Yeah. What? It, yeah, yeah, he was using force lightning. Yeah. It was gold. I've never seen The that. comics do yeah. crazy stuff, man. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, I need no, to read it, that. it was like a different color force lightning. It was super cool. That is probably the main themes of both Kodor games is that gray is the way to go and yeah. light side and dark side are yeah. self-destructive. Shut the room. Yep. Because, <laughs> like, if you go all the way light side, there's so much suppression. But if you go all the way dark side, there's so much destruction. Like, yeah, but that looks cool. It, it, it all looks cool. <laughs> exactly. You're a space wizard. <laughs> and, space I mean, wizard. that just to me, that just goes to show more so George's influence with Bushido and mm. Buddhist teachings with the yeah. Jedi is that, in a lot of ways, with Buddhism, to be a devout monk, you, you restrict yourself. You, you know, you yeah. have very few, phys- like, physical property or material yeah. things that you actually own, and the, the Jedi are the same way. For the most part, they would be... In the movies, it kind of looks like they have nicer, cleaner robes, but they, they really typically don't. They're, yeah. they're, they're rags, and they're actually supposed to be a little bit uncomfortable yeah. to wear to just kind of keep that mentality of humbleness. In the, the, the most expensive thing, I guess, a, a, light, a Jedi would own would probably be their lightsaber. Yeah, probably. Or, like, if they have a ship, like, that's kind of the two most pricey things. But, you know, everyone, everyone needs a Honda Civic to get around. <laughs> exactly. Yep. yep. I guess I'll go into my favorite extended universe bit now. Yes, sure. So mine is actually uh, about I, my favorite thing is Starkiller, just him. Oh, yeah. Oh, Starkiller ooh, is ooh. one of the coolest freaking characters and just the whole backstory of um, Vader having a secret apprentice. Yeah. That's sick. That's sick. Like, that's cool as I, I can get out. Like, so I, I, I don't even... I don't, I don't actually know, like, too much in detail on his actual, like, sto- like backstory. I don't... I was going to say, I'm going <laughs> to let you go into that. So, I I, all, all my knowledge just comes from me playing the two games over and over and over Which again. Which is basically where most, if not all, of his lore is from, besides, exactly. like, one other thing. Like, he doesn't have much. Uh, uh, just real quick on that. I think what I love about Starkiller as a character and what he's in, he is so just ungodly overpowered. Oh like, my god, yeah. Like, we're talking Kratos in God of War 3. Literally. Well, Force yeah. Unleashed is Star Wars answers to God of War, more or less. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
Starkiller is so wildly overpowered mm -hmm. that whenever I see someone else point at anyone else in Star Wars and go, they're overpowered, I'm like, yes, but you still <laughs> like Starkiller. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but look at this guy over yeah. here. Oh, look, look, he pulled down a Star Destroyer. I was literally about to make that I, exact point. I will say I that I can believe a character like Starkiller having the more raw physical force power because he's been trained by the dark side. For like 10 years Be, And the dark side is, I feel, easier to con to use at to excessive power yeah. with without control. Yeah. Because th that's the whole point of the game is it's the force unleashed. Yeah, like, just... Starkiller couldn't control it, so Vader viewed it as, yeah. I'm just going to make you, I'm just going to make it hate. You just yeah. fuel hate, and that's all it is. Uh, so where did Starkiller start? As far as I, I'm unaware of, I'm unaware he, of the story. So I, I think in the beginning of the game, you literally start playing as Vader. Like yeah, in the yeah. beginning of the game, you are Vader and you're yeah. on Kashyyyk and you're, yep. you and your troopers are fighting a bunch of Wookiees and you're on the hunt for a, a Jedi, Jedi master. Yeah. That you've been, I guess, looking for for a while. Yeah. I don't remember exactly who it was. Who was the I don't the think it was anybody he, like. He's major. not actually that important. I was gonna he's, say I don't think he's he... literally just a renegade Jedi hiding out on Kashyyyk. Yeah. And you kill him, and his I believe it's actually his, it's his genuine son. son. It's yeah. his son. Like, because he literally, I rem I remember the voice line in my head all the time. He's like, "A son." Yeah. <laughs> I just hear that all the time. No, exactly. <laughs> and, and and that son uh, is trained by Vader for like. It has to be like 10 to 15 years. I was going to say, because yeah. it literally, that, it, there's a transition where you're looking yeah. at the child's face and it's just, yeah. H, he's a, he's a full-grown man what's now. Called, oh, are there any other characters that get trained into the dark side rather than converting from light side to dark side? That's actually a good point. I've that never might thought be, about that. Uh, that might be why yeah. he's so Asajj strong. Asajj Ventress is that way, yeah, too. Ventress. And she's, oh, yeah, Ventress. And she's, she's pretty, pretty strong. strong. She is pretty strong, really, yeah. But, but also she was also trained by the Night Sisters for a while, which yep. definitely but adds I was points. Say but they the also are on the dark are side. Magic. They lean more towards the dark <laughs> yeah. side of the Force anyway. They're witches. They're yeah, I think that's pretty cool, though. But so Starkiller is like your favorite part of the... Oh, yeah. Genuinely just because he's so overpowered. Like, he is just this force to be reckoned with. Like... It's, it's just amazing. My favorite part about that game is the reason that Vader ends up picking him is because a child disarms him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, he goes to slash his father because he's, like, yeah. holding his father up in, like, a force choke, and he goes to, like, slash him or something with the lightsaber. And as he's about to slash, baby Starkiller just pulls Vader's lightsaber. And Vader, right Vader, like, holding his dad up, looks back. And just kind of, even though you can tell no expression on his face, you can tell that he's impressed yeah. and just kills his father in front of his face. Yeah. <laughs> just in the back of Vader, Vader's mind, he's just like, Doctor, uh, what? <laughs> that kid's got promise. Uh, yeah, that kid's got hotspot. That kid's got moxie. Well, what's interesting about the Force Unleashed story is one of the things that's cool about Vader is that, and, and just to me, they're just a Sith in general. That's why the rule of two exists, is that <laughs> they all kill the, each other. Exactly. They all kill themselves. It always ends up happening. Because Vader wants to overthrow the Emperor. That yeah. was his goal from the get-go. Even in Revenge of the Sith, he was going to like, use Palpatine to get power and then kill him. Yeah. Which is kind of the goal yeah. of any Sith, yeah. is you want to overthrow your master. I mean, the Maul tried it. Yep. Maul tries it in Clone Wars. Like, he ropes his own brother into it. Like, yep. he comes close, too. He, he, I was going to say, get he did get really pretty close. Rips wood. Yeah, and then, yeah. And, and then there is no mercy. Great <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Love it. It's amazing. Anyway, so Trent, if I may move the topic along. Yeah, my apologies. I realize I'm not the host, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm so ahead. used you, to hosting. You can. That's fine. I'm so sorry, gentlemen. No, this is your show. It's fine. I'm sorry. We give you permission. We'll, we'll give you... I'll, I don't know if I say I give him permission. I'll give him this one time. He's okay. establishing himself as Drew Prime. Uh, yeah, I, I, like I said, Prime. I was going to overthrow you. Oh, I'm no. going to prove myself as superior. So, Trent, what's your favorite bit of Star Wars? Of what I've experienced, I would have to say it's the sort of rising tide of droids not being just inanimate objects with artificial intelligence. Ooh, that's them good. being more and more like real people. And I think that's something in the original series, but I keep seeing it pop up in all the other Star Wars media as well. You actually play as a droid in Kodor 2, and you get to lie, you get to do all sorts of things as a droid. It's great. I've never really thought about that, because they do have a very, like... 
prominent amount of like sentience mm-hmm. to them. Like you mm-hmm. can tell, especially with C three PO. Oh yeah, like j- just him. Oh yeah. well, like, that, that's how they started. Yeah, and like the original series doesn't go too much into like droid sentience purely because it's the sci fi of the era. Like they're cool robots. Yeah, like. But I absolutely see what you mean with, like, going into the rising sentience of true artificial intelligence. Like, these are basically just people. And it is the biggest point I can give to Solo as a movie is it touches on themes of, like, droid independence. I think that's cool. They drop the ball a little bit, but it's there. And it's something. Sorry for... Rambling. No, 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 you're fine. Was, yeah, was, I'm glad we're on the same wavelength. No, I, 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 listen, talking about like the philo- the philosophy of what is sentience and can something who isn't flesh and blood be human? Like that's one of my favorite philosophical debates, and I it's why it's why Blade Runner is one of my favorite movies. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, Blade Runner is a good one. You would love Detroit Become Human. I have gone through it, and I have so. There are things I love. There are things I despise. But we are not talking Detroit. Exactly. Because <laughs> when it's dog. good, it's Connor. When it's bad, it's the rest of Detroit becoming human. <laughs> <laughs> I said what I said. I'm. I will die on that hill. But I'm, we're talking about I'm, Star Wars. So one thing that I think is interesting about the droids is I, they've been around for. A long, a time. long time. Kodor is four thousand years before the Battle yeah. of Yavin, yep. and they're honestly just as integral to intergalactic yeah. society. Yeah, so galactic it, society. It makes me wonder if, because I feel like most droids that are, are coming out are just they take old ones and kind of upgrade. Really, yeah. it's just all upgrades from the original. So, being how you were talking about with Kodor and you. They have sentience almost, more sentience than just I am programmed to do yeah, X thing. Yeah. It almost makes you wonder who actually came up with the initial Yeah. Droid. I, I don't know. Yeah, like like what what was the original droid? I want I I'm gonna have to see if there's anything that touches on like super early droids. Cause even by like the time of Kodor, which again is four thousand years before the Battle of Yavin, like my go-to example is astromechs have emotions. Mm-hmm. And they're basically just an engineer. Like, their whole purpose is, I, I engineer for your ship, or I engineer for this. Like, they're simple utility droids, and they have an emotional spectrum. Yep. Like, they have thought. They're sentient. Like, like R2-D2 has one of the mm-hmm. best character arcs in the entirety of Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. And for something that is effectively a garbage can that is also a toolbox on wheels... The yeah. fact it is seemingly fully sentient is fascinating to me. They talk about that in Kodor 2 where they have they, – they change the visual design a little bit, but you basically have R2-D2s going around performing the same function. Okay. And they keep getting glitches that hamper their productivity, Ooh. and they keep doing things that aren't related <laughs> to their jobs, so they have to go in for uh, a kind of mind wipe. Every oh, now so and then, and if they don't, they'll run away. Ooh, wow! That see, and I haven't done too much into Kotor too. Like I played the first Knights of the Old Republic, but didn't play much of the second one besides like some of the opening. But that is, I, I now need to go into that just for that kind of stuff alone. Kotor two was made as a direct response to Kotor one because it was made by two different. Design, or two different companies. Really? Bioware oh, so, to Obsidian. I, I thought it was all oh. Bioware. This is, so Obsidian, Obsidian made two. Oh, that's why it's so good. I didn't know that's that. That's why it's so good. It's because Obsidian is okay, great. Okay, well, now yeah. i got to play Knights of the Old Republic yeah. too because it's it's Obsidian. Oh, my. That, that, <laughs> that makes so much sense. <laughs> and it is a perfect response. It's a deconstruction of the first game. A oh. continuation, but also a deconstruction of... The entire the the force in general. Oh oh, I love that. Oh, I love that. I, I have a little tidbit about because yeah. you guys are talking about uh, what did you say? Kodor is like four thousand years before the Battle of Yavin. Yeah, something like yes. that. Yes, and you guys were talking about like the first droids and what. Not uh, I looked it up. Apparently, the earliest origins of droids were lost to history, and by the time of the New Republic, it was unknown. Exactly when the first droid was created, though some historians only taking into uh, account the more advanced worlds place the origin approximately 30,000 years before the Battle of Yavin. 30,000 wow. years. Like, okay. Like, that's a long <laughs> Wow. So, so droids are just genuinely like these weird precursors at that point. Are you pretty, they, yeah, literally. 
That's interesting. That's crazy. I love that. I genuinely love that. Because to me, being around for that long and, and how they just upgrade from previous models, essentially, mm-hmm. then they update the AI. The AI eventually is getting better and yeah. possibly... Because Archie clearly remembers things. Yeah. I was actually going to bring that up, yeah, because he remembers mm-hmm. Anakin. Yeah, and, and also, R2 doesn't make logical choices like a machine would. Like, a lot of R2's decision-making is... Exactly what a scrappy it's human emotional. Would do. Yeah, like it's, I, it's, yeah, that's just yeah. how he put it. It's emotional. Yep, he's 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 feisty. Sometimes but, he won't do things because you, they pissed him off. I mean, exactly. Yeah. I mean, even C three PO, you know, who is this super logical machine, has even from the first film emotional reactions to things. Yeah, like, like he, he he's constantly yelling at R2, like, mm-hmm. don't say that. Like, that's bad. You can't say and, that. Like, and, and, you're, a, a robot should not know what is... Well, I mean, I guess they can, well, in theory, but... And you know what? You Credit know. to the sequels for one thing. In Episode 7, C-3PO having an emotional connection to R2 as actual friends... That's not a robot thing. Oh, that's a God, human I thing. forgot about that scene. Yeah. I, yeah. I've never seen that I was going to say, movie, he hasn't so. seen the everyone, sequels. Everyone forgets <laughs> oh. about the fact that C-3PO in the sequels has emotions so, more So like, C-3PO is the only redeeming character from The Last Jedi? Yes. Pretty much. Essentially, yeah. No, it wasn't Last Jedi. It, it was, was Force Awakens. It was, no, it was the last one. Well, yeah, well, because he has one emotional scene in Force Awakens, but he also has, no, he also has his... Death. Yeah, in, that's what I was talking about. In, that's uh, what I thought you were talking about. Rise of Skywalker. Like, C-3PO is this super logical protocol droid, and yet full emotional spectrum like a human exactly. does. He's like, I'm going to take one last look at my friends. Exactly. Like, I almost started crying. Like, that's I'm not, not a machine. Joking. I that's, was like, dude, you can't do that from C-3PO. Come on. Uh, so droid sentience. God, that that's such a good thing. I was to like, focus that was a on. good point to bring up. That's nice. I, I, I want to talk that more just at some point because that is again, like I said, Blade Runner is one of my top ten movies for a reason. I have not turn. seen Blade Runner. Oh, is it my turn? I actually haven't either. It's it's good. Uh, if you're gonna watch it, watch the final cut that removes all of the stupid narration because that kind of ruins the movie. Because <laughs> it's narration? like well, in the, uh, the, the I'll I'll make I promise this will be a quick tangent. In the original version of Blade Runner, there is narration by Harrison Ford basically at the end of every major scene. So and what weird. sucks is it explains <clears throat> what just happened to you. There's this one where he decommissions an android. Um, by just, like, it is a cheap shot from behind. Like, he gets the drop on them, and that is it. And in the actual scene, if you're watching it, there's this look of horror on his face. You know, the music is sad. Everything is telling you this is a bad thing he just did. Yeah. And then three seconds later, the narration pops in with, now I didn't feel too good about shooting a person in the back. And it's like... Let the scene breathe. The narration ruins the most impactful scene. The tears in the rain speech is ruined by the narration a second after this man is dead, after pouring his heart out. But if you watch the final cut, all of the narration is gone. The movie just gets to breathe. And then immediately go watch 2049. It's very good. I was going to say, I've seen I a think lot it's of better. good things about that movie. I think it's better. I watched 2049, but not the original. <laughs> that is fair. It's so good. It actually is. Anyway, people ask me what my favorite thing about Star Wars is. Oh, boy. I was waiting to talk about myself. Um, (laughs) That is a joke. Anyways, uh, I... There's a few things I really like about Star Wars. I love whenever Star Wars dips into more horror elements, whether that be weird like force ghosts or nightmare sequences. Yeah. Or, or Sam just mentioned Star Weirds, which are, if you don't know what those are, I'm sure he'll tell you more because... I know he was talking about it when we were in the group chat. Um, <laughs> but besides that, there's two major things. One is a very minor note. I found this bit of extended universe at one point that was basically, it was basically, oh yeah, there was a period in time where some Jedi acted as feudal lords in remote parts of the galaxy and like basically ran a government position and had these Jedi houses, more or less, like you would nobility. And that's cool. But the main thing I'll probably end up talking about is uh, horror elements in Star Wars, specifically the day Star Wars decided to do zombies, I think works really well, which is why I'll probably be bringing up the books, Death Troopers and Red Harvest, and kind of the other lore bits around those, because I genuinely think it's super cool. Yeah. 
Uh, so that's kind of like my thing, I guess. Yeah, I've, I honestly troopers. don't know much about the horror side of Star Wars. So that'd be so yeah, I was going to say, I don't know a lot about the zombie stuff, but mm. I've seen the images of, like, the book. Oh, yeah. Because it just well, looks like cool. Like, with, like, the row of troopers and, like, one's got, like, half of his helmet yeah. gone, oh, yeah. and it's just oh, yeah. fleshy and gross. And yeah. I was like, that's sick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or, or I feel like one of the most iconic Death Troopers-related images is um, the broken stormtrooper helmet hanging off of a hook and the oh, mouthpiece yeah. is shattered. Oh, yeah. like, and, and that image is lifted directly from a description in the book. Oh, it, that's it, nice. it, That's it, cool. And I think it's, I think that exact scene happens like moments before the situation gets bad, like really bad. So it's like, it is the calm before the storm and it's such a good image. That's wonderful. Anyways. Anyways. Alrighty. Sam. You like dipping the legends as well? Mm-hmm. I mean that's okay. what we've. Uh, I mean that's what that's I've been essentially doing. what this podcast yeah. is. I was going to say too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, like he mentioned, he mentioned Luke Skywalker and Legends. I mentioned Death Troopers and Red Harvest, which is only the, Legends. Yeah, which is only Legends. And he's talking about Knights of the Old Republic, like okay. which I, yeah. I which okay. it's probably technically is, considered Legends yeah. now at this point. It, it's too. very much. Yeah, so pretty legend. much. So, what about you? No, I'm like more aligned with Drew here with the horror side of things in the Star Wars, with things like the Nal Nal and the Star Weirds. The, the Nal Nal is like a parasitic ooze. Ooh. It says it smells like sweet rot yeah. in the comics. And like it starts to take over host bodies like a parasite almost. And it can shape, it can change forms, yeah. stuff like that. Like it won't infect lower animals. It can, but sometimes it won't because it prefers sentience. But then again, it still eats and decays everything it touches. <laughs> and it can infect different people. It can also transform shapes. It's, so it's a cool. shape-shifting oh, thing. That's cool. It can copy perfect races perfectly. Except like Jabba the Hutt's race. I, th- I think they yeah, can't copy yeah, that. Yeah, like, I'm pretty sure it can't copy huts for some reason. Our, our, yeah. Huts are, like, resistant to a lot of things because they, yeah. they can't be manipulated by the Force yeah. either. Yeah. I also... Yeah. I, they're not typically Force-sensitive either. No. I think there's been, like, one or two recorded cases of, of a Force-sensitive of a, of a Force-sensitive yeah. hut. I remember that being an episode of The Clone Wars. Yeah. Oh, mm. yeah. I do remember that episode. But then, like with Star Wars, it's like basically just ghosts in space that go inside your ship and make you go insane and kill you slowly in hyperspace, where oh. you jump instead of just being in the physical universe. Oh, yeah. They're inside the hyperspace, and it's like they're pure dark side energy, basically. Oh, that's, that's why Vader sick. simply does not care. He just stares in the vo- into the void. He don't care. He's he's Vader. Yeah. <laughs> no. But he could probably kill a Star Wars. You got to kill it with the Force. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he probably could. Yeah. That's I've never heard of that. That's actually really cool. Yeah, the, yeah Star Weirds. But Star Weirds. Yeah, I thought Star, that name was yeah, like, Star yeah, I thought Weirds. it was a joke name at first. No. I was like, what? <laughs> so they're genuinely terrifying. Uh, just a quick note. Um, uh, because part of my whole uh, shtick is, this is just general Drew's nerd crap, uh, is tabletop RPGs. I found a Star Wars tabletop RPG that was fan-made. And someone, I believe, created, like, I think there's a stat block in it um, where it is full stats for a Star Weird as a monster. And I was staring at the stats one day, and I'm just like, oh, that is that is such a perfect way of translating the overwhelming presence and horror of what is equivocally... Like, yeah, Sam puts it as a force ghost. It's equivocally just a force demon. Yeah, like, essentially, yeah. Dark side ghost demon. Yeah. <laughs> that's God. crazy. And, that's and, terrifying. That's yeah. what it is. And you don't even know you're hitting one. That's the yeah. bad part. Like, only oh. people that's sensitive to dark side can see, like, a humanoid shape. Yeah. But, like, you do not know it's there until you're going insane with one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, Love yeah. that. it's like people attuned to the dark side can kind of see, like, the shape. Yeah. But it was, if it's like, if you're attuned to the light side, you kind of know something's wrong. Yeah, but if you have no idea about the force, yeah. but too but, late, dude. <laughs> yeah, but by the time you know something's wrong, you're already insane. Like, I so, mean, so good. Yeah. I think it's cool that Vader could just kind of steer one of those down because that that just goes to show the power that Anakin essentially has, yeah. even even yeah. on the dark side. But what's funny is Palpatine actually viewed Vader as a failure. Yeah, because he in, because he got <laughs> chopped up, he lost over eighty percent of his actual power because he he is in Vader is in constant pain oh, because yeah. the, his his cyber he's a cyborg and all those enhancements are like like the. The Emperor didn't have to use as invasive of pro- procedures. He did on purpose. He wanted Vader to be literally in constant pain so that yeah. he knew who was essentially to make him be a good dog and heal. Yeah. See, I, I've heard that, and I also heard it was kind of he gets some of his power from the pain. 
a little like yeah. it drives him a little that's, bit. That's that's part of what drives the. Yeah. He's more powerful in the dark side, but he's still not as powerful if he had not been. Yeah, if he had not become an amputee, exactly. Yeah, yeah. peak Anakin would be something to be something to be no. reckoned with. Like yeah. <laughs> An all organic Vader would be uh, cool. Very cool. I'll say very cool. Yeah, the Emperor <laughs> wouldn't have lasted long. No. USDA certified Vader. <laughs> USDA certified Vader. Well, well, basically, that if Anakin hadn't gotten chopped up, uh, is what is it? Because there's a PS2 game for Episode Three. Yeah, right? yep. there's the PS2 version, about. and there's an alternate ending. Yep. Um, oh, where yeah. Anakin wins the fight <laughs> and then immediately murders Palpatine as e- soon as he's exactly. done with Obi Wan. Because that was his plan that. from the get go. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's, Vader's that's, always that's, been like, because uh, his goal was for him and Padme to rule the galaxy. Yeah, yeah. like he was going to run the. He wanted to do the Empire. He even states it in Revenge of the Sith. He's yeah. like, I'm overthrowing the Emperor, and we can do it together. Yeah, yeah. and that, then that's he his, strangles her. <laughs> because I mean, if, if you look at it, like Anakin's kind of main goal by the time he becomes Vader, and even through that. Is he never wants to be a slave again? Yeah, I feel yeah. like people really miss that aspect oh, yeah. that yep. Anakin was raised a slave, <laughs> and like that's kind of and, integral to his character. And what, what's what's crazy to me is I, I th- one of the most iconic songs in Star Wars is "Duel of the Fates." Yes, yes, in it's yes. Episode One. And what's great is the name of that song is great because it's not a battle between the Jedi and the Sith. Yeah. It's a battle for the fate of Anakin. Yeah. Because in that fight, Qui-Gon was Anakin's father figure. Yes. And Qui-Gon, honestly, was considered a great Jedi because he did not agree with the Council. He didn't agree with them being as involved with the Republic as they were. Yeah. If, if Qui-Gon had lived, Anakin would have been trained by Qui-Gon and would have never gone to the dark side because Qui-Gon would have taught him to embrace both. Yeah. Qui-Gon would have been like, it's okay to love, but they're, they're, he would have been able to explain the blow and been better to him than Obi-Wan was. Obi-Wan was not ready yeah. to have yeah. an apprentice. And I would argue Obi-Wan never would have been fully ready to be the best Jedi by the Jedi Order's standards because of his fling with Satine. Mm-hmm. Like, they have that whole line of dialogue in Clone Wars that basically goes, you know, if you had asked me to run away with you, I would have left the Order. Doesn't, yeah. doesn't Obi-Wan have a child, technically, too, with Satine? It looks a lot it, like him. It it's looks never, so, it's never it directly said, but the kid looks a lot yeah. like him. See my mindset when shows or movies do that, and it's like, oh, we're hinting. It's it's a thing. It, it yeah. Is. Yeah. Yeah. It's a thing. Um, <laughs> God, it's just never directly so, stated. But we bring up like how Qui Gon like views the order. That's why Luke's Jedi Order is the best because you're allowed to get like. Yep. <laughs> I, just, I, I mean, it's why that's that's part. And I think he changes other aspects too, like like. Oh, yeah. he, like his order is not at all involved with the Republic. Like they're yeah. they're leagues away. Yeah. They're they because I think he's even on like outer rim planets. Yeah, yeah. Like it was Jedi's order. Uh, Jedi's Luke's Jedi order. Blah, 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 blah. Luke's Jedi order is one very independent from any other f- sources. Like they don't screw with the Republic that much. They'll work with them, but not like. But only if it. It aligns with yeah. their morals and what they exactly. can and what can on like because I it's this is I guess would kind of be more of a dark side thing but I, I feel like Luke kind of has to be this way about it mm-hmm. because he's growing the order yeah. what benefits the order like why should I help you what is it going to benefit me yeah. I, I think he does think about that to a degree yeah, yeah. And, and it's like does this benefit us or is it not damaging to us like that's or the, the other. galaxy as a whole yeah. Uh. Like Luke's Jedi Order is a very interesting plot line. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke as a Jedi is just very interesting. Very interesting. I, I think that like while I don't like EA for a lot of what they've done because they're a horrible company. <laughs> oh yeah, garbage company. But the Dead Space remake rocked, but that's neither here nor there. I actually enjoyed the new Battlefront two. That so, came, when did it go? With like 2017, 2018? It was like twenty eighteen. Like it was like twenty eighteen. Yeah. yeah, but I enjoyed the storyline of that because of how they portrayed Luke. Oh yeah, and I, like w- so when good. he meets, God, I can't remember the the actual Imperial. It's like officer's an officer. Name. It's, yeah. like, it's like Dak or some, something it's, with I a think, D. I think it's like Dax, right? Dax or but something like that. For me, I have this problem with Dax where every time I look, he looks like a character from Battlestar Galactica whose call <laughs> sign was Hot Dog. So my brain so looks at Dax, and I'm like Hot Dog. <laughs> so um, so was, is that like a real thing, or did you just make that up? No, Battlestar Galactica is a great show. Oh and, yeah, I know. I know Battlestar Galactica. And in like season three. 
right? Yeah. It's either season two or three. They introduce a new character who's a pilot. And while he's, he, while he's being trained, uh, Starbuck gives him a new call sign and is like, your name's now Hot Dog. To, as like a hazing ritual. That sounds like something out of MASH. That's <laughs> it, yeah, it does. It, it genuinely, it's, he becomes one of the best characters. So it's great. This Battlestar Galactica just like space MASH? We'll get into that next episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Processing. Discovery. So uh, on, on the whole, I, en- Battlefront I enjoy how they portrayed him because Dax or whatever the dude's name yeah. is. Hot dog. Hot dog. Hot, hot, hot dog <laughs> asked Luke for help, and Luke helped him. Yeah. And then later he was like, why did you not kill me? I'm an Imperial. He's like, because you asked. Yeah. Yeah. And I just love that they do that because, to me, that's the epitome of how the Jedi are. Yeah. Is, is that you asked. Yeah, you, you asked and, for and help. Then, and then when Luke you goes, when they, when they actually go into the secret vault, the Emperor's secret vault, essentially, mm-hmm. Luke wants a specific holocron, and he's like, I'm going to take this. You know, he was like, is it all right if I take this? Yeah. And the guy was like, I, he was like, like, well, why do you need it? It's like, because I asked. Yeah. And it's just one of the, it's just such a genius way to <laughs> yeah. do it. And it's, I, I feel that a lot of the Jedi, especially in the Clone Wars, it shows the decay of the Order. Oh, yeah. Because... They jumped more so to fighting before yeah. actual diplomacy, and that was one of the things that Qui-Gon pushed for, too, was they, they wanted more diplomacy. Yeah. Well, uh, that's why... Um, and I know a lot of the like Jedi cast system with what the different lightsaber colors mean doesn't mean as much in new canon, but it's why in like older canon, I love uh, Sentinels mm-hmm. as a class yeah. of Jedi, which is usually what that's like the... I believe specifically yellow lightsabers is the sign of a Sentinel. Yeah. Because they are for all intents and purposes, the people's Jedi. You know, you might not be able to go to the council, but if you have a sentinel in your community, you should be able to walk up to them and be like, hey, I need help from a Jedi. And it is a sentinel's duty to serve the people of Mm -hmm. their community and where they're stationed. Hey, this dude stole my sweet roll. So (laughs) that's why I love sentinels so much because they are just... They're, they don't have to go through all the bureaucracy and the yeah. high and mightiness. I've always loved them. Like, they're street so cool. level. Yeah. The freaking helmets and the outfits just all cool. Just oh, yeah. Everything about them. Just <laughs> yeah. So out, I'll, I'll probably have a hot take okay. to, to sort of respond to that. Right. Just based off of what I've seen from Kodor and to... I believe that Jedi pacifism is what brought about its downfall, yes. at hmm. least back in that time. That's what I was going to actually I, I, say, I too. actually, I, I, I'd, I'd agree with that. Yeah, I agree as yeah. well. Yeah, Because it, it's literally, like, one of the main plot points in just the prequels is, like, they don't listen to Anakin and what he's saying because they're like, oh, bad. And so they just completely write him off, which is what makes him go bad uh, to begin with. And, and honestly, in, in Knights of the Old Republic, part of the problem, if I'm remembering KOTOR properly, is that the Jedi aren't actually doing anything about the issue. Like, yeah. no. the, the inaction, mm-hmm. um, not only during the Mandalorian Wars, but in the current, oh, yeah. the current Sith conflict is oh, yeah. what brings about the end of the Order as at least, you know, yeah. the Order at the current day. Yeah, the, the Order of the Old Republic kind of crumbles because they are, they're too passive. <laughs> Okay, yeah, no, I wholeheartedly agree with that one. And I, I kind of think that's interesting because while Disney's not going to do it, Luke initially was supposed to start the Gray, the gray Jedi Order, no. and that was supposed to be the balance of the forces because I feel like even a, a Jedi Order who's just pacifists, they crumble. Jedi no. Order who... Because the prequel ones, the prequel Order actually, they were pacifists at first, then they flopped. And went to being generals Soldiers. of a war, yeah. Yeah. which was also their downfall for yeah. doing that. Yeah, because a lot of because that was that made Palpatine made it easier for him to be able to sway the the public to be like, look, look, the Jedi murdered all these people and did mm-hmm. these horrible atrocities during the during the war because a lot of Jedi because that's just how war is. That's one of the things I actually enjoy a lot about the Clone Wars is how how much they showcase how much war actually changes yeah. the order and how much it changes even just... I, I love the personalization of the clones. For sure. In the Clone Wars it, shows. It, it, it's such a good touch to go into all the details of the clones in, like, both the Clone Wars series and even some of the comics do this. Like, there's 
there's this one comic, and I'll, I'll try and make this quick because I know it's not in our list of topics we wanted to talk about. Um, but I'll make this quick. There's this one comic that I absolutely love where you have this clone trooper after Order 66 who get, joins the Imperial military and he wants to serve under Vader and, like, become very close with Vader because of Vader's ties to the Republic and all that. And his ultimate goal is basically to befriend Vader and earn his respect. And he goes through all this stuff, eventually is serving directly under Vader's command, and they burn a village to the ground. And this th this clone, now Stormtrooper, runs into a, like, just field hospital this small settlement had and finds Vader in there murdering everyone, even, like, incapacitated people in infirmary beds. Yeah. Like, and I that's how it is. It's not even back to tanks. This. It's just beds. Yeah. And... One of the last bits of the comic after this trooper defects and goes to live a pacifist life as a farmer in the middle of nowhere, he reflects on that moment in the infirmary where, because at first it's like, there, there's this quote about it of every time Vader had killed someone in that infirmary, he paused and then moved to the next person. And the clone mentions something about how at the time he thought it was that Vader was hesitating because of the screams for help. But now he realizes he wasn't hesitating. He was choosing who to go after next. And that's some heavy stuff. I was going to say, as you were talking about that, it started, like, ringing more and more bells mm -hmm. in my head. I, I've definitely read that it's before. Really it's really it's Be, good. Because I remember, yeah, just that whole, uh, there's so much, like, extra comic mm -hmm. stuff where it's about like people who are like under Vader and stuff yeah. so you get all the cool Vader details yeah. that stuff is my favorite to read about yeah. just because Vader is awesome because he's very cool v Vader is a very tragic character he is oh yes the entire story of Vader is just sad because it's like it, he, like he is by all accounts a monster but when you understand where the monster came from it's like no stop being a monster it's because he, he was be, made that way yeah he was forged into because he was neglected by the Jedi the the one person who was gonna be his father figure who he desperately needed in his life was Died. killed and the Emperor to a degree kind of became well Palpatine before he was the actual Emperor yeah. became that to a degree more so than Obi-Wan Obi-Wan was more so like a brother to Anakin and he even says himself yeah more so than like a, a father figure but I feel like Palpatine having that interest that he because he, he took an interest from Anakin it, I think it happened in the comic it did happen in the comics Palpatine was at the was at the Jedi Temple on Coruscant and he was observing some of the earlier Padawans, and Anakin was amongst them. And Anakin constantly enjoyed fighting the program of Darth Maul. That was the exact program of that, because he wanted to beat it. Yeah, and, like, overcome what killed his... his, his uh, uh, Qui-Gon, because he was upset about Qui-Gon. Like, he was, I think for a while he kind of, like, was very against Obi-Wan like like he yeah. wasn't really because he was like you're not like it was kind of like you're not my dad kind of thing yeah no it was totally you're not my dad scenario yeah. like you can see the lot in the early Attack of the Clones movie it's oh like very mm -hmm. snippy with Obi-Wan oh yeah yeah. It, yeah in early Attack of the Clones like it well what it exactly reads like how their relationship is written especially in Attack of the Clones um is it is written like you have two brothers an older and a younger dad just died and the older brother has to raise his younger brother that's how their dynamics written in Attack yeah. of the Clones. Yeah. So supernatural. So supernatural. <laughs> um, you're not wrong. Like, great joke. Ha ha, very funny. But I just, you started saying that, and I was like, wait a minute, I've like, heard this before. <laughs> you're not wrong. That, it, it's a similar dynamic, and very much so with how, like, snappy Anakin is yeah. with Obi-Wan yeah. in episode two. Actually, yeah. You're C right. Because he, he acts like a younger brother who's upset dad's dead. Yeah, no, yeah. that's actually a really good and point And I should know, I was that younger brother. And I know that's some heavy stuff to get into on a podcast, but I'm saying, like, media analysis brain, activate. Boom. Like, I I know that feeling. Yeah. Like, I understand episode two Anakin. Yeah, that's actually really, I, I've yeah. never made that connection. No, think about it. It, it. It's a wild way of reading episode two. Because I've always just thought angsty teen, yeah. you know? Well, it's an angsty teen being raised by his older brother. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Because I I just 
I think it'd be an interesting thing or some kind of show to kind of do, if they ever did because you know they have those like what if for Marvel yes. they should do what ifs for Star Wars and Please. what if Qui Gon survived yeah, like, because Shmi wouldn't have died Qui Gon was going to go back and yeah. rescue her Sh- Shmi would not have died if Qui Gon lived would Count Dooku let the order I don't think he would have would he he would have come no he wouldn't have yeah, I don't he think would've. he would have Dooku no. probably would have stayed in the order if Qui Gon lived yeah yep. frankly uh. Palpatine wouldn't have risen to power if Qui-Gon yep. lived. Yeah. Frankly, Star Wars, Star Wars the order would not have collapsed. The, the order would not have collapsed mm-hmm. had that's Qui-Gon a, lived. That's, that's why it was the if. duel of that's the fates. So Maybe yeah. they shouldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> that's why it's duel of the fates. Like you just said. That's why it's called yeah. duel of the fates. That's what Because if Qui-Gon lived, Star Wars would not have happened. Like the mainline series would not have happened. Ever. Ever the the galaxy would have been at peace. Mm-hmm. Damn it, Qui-Gon! <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah. That's so I, honestly. Maul, Maul created basically several apocalyptic yes. events. Yes, pretty yep. much. You'd Maul's a, the best villain. Maul is the Maul best is villain. The best and villain. this is why it would have been so cool. To for, have for, him it, is I, I kind of I, like in thinking about this now, it makes total sense. Why Lucas would have had Maul be the final mm. Sith villain in the yeah. sequel tr- in the in the final trilogy? End it where it began. Yep. End it where it began. It would have been Maul. so good. We have we have discovered something today, gentlemen. We I have. Think, I was gonna <laughs> say I think that's I think that's probably a good stopping point because we're at fifty minutes now. How many? Fifty. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Excuse me. So I, uh, like we, I'm down. I was to gonna keep say going. I, 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 we might as well just cut it here. Otherwise, we're gonna be editing for a while. Yeah. So <laughs> we, we didn't even get into half the stuff we wanted so, to talk yeah, about. We yeah. changed it. I was gonna same. say there's th- that's the issue with these podcast yeah. formats. Like, we don't have enough time here, to I talk, talk about more everything. With my buddy Sam, I would okay. love no, to have the. We could come back for more podcasts. To be honest, just like do all of us. Oh yeah. Do y'all just want to continue doing uh, like I mean, we, Star Wars slash yeah. film like that? Yes. And then like wait, we can do Star Wars, finish it out, and then like move on to like maybe different movies or different yeah. kind of topics. And theoretically, that is fine with me. Awesome. <laughs> and and we have it all in recording too. This is this should go in the podcast. We're keeping this part. Well, in. No, we'll keep this part for like. If it does get anywhere, we definitely should have some that's like. If if we start getting a, a decent following, yeah. maybe not have it fully unaltered at first. Like you know, have the the thing, and then like, oh, here's the you know, the, uh, the uncut. Yeah. And if you want to, if you want to get to that, pay like a dollar to us a month on Patreon. Money. We Give, me money. money. Give me money. <laughs> well, hey, because listen, I, we need to talk about the artificial sentience concept because we really do. I absolutely have. I wanted to. I wanted to go in depth on like the lightsaber and why you, yeah. why normal like people can't just pick it yeah. up and use it because yeah. it, it, there's actually like gyroscopic properties to the yeah. lightsaber where you just can't just swing it. It'll now throw you off I've watched The Force Awakens and I saw that there was a regular ex stormtrooper that used the lightsaber. Perfectly fine. Oh, well, yeah. see, what's, he like a what's, ro- what's wrong about that is it technically shouldn't work because he pushed the wrong button. He did not push the ignition button. He just pushed a knob on I was the back. Say, wasn't it backwards? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anakin's ignition button is on the middle of the lightsaber. Yeah, there is a switch. It literally, like, like I, I went look in in A New Hope, the no. first Star Wars. Where yeah. does Luke turn it on? In the, the middle, middle of yep. the th- yep. That's see, why everybody just kind of agrees they're not canon. See, and like here's the thing. <laughs> I, I could go on at length about the disappointment that is the entirety of Finn's arc, the concepts and themes he brings Because he up. could have been good. It was a good stormtrooper. The, the way they did okay. Bill Burr's arc in The Mandalorian was better. Better, was better. They should have done it like that. So so yes. to me, for, for the Finn thing, I'm glad I haven't stopped recording. So this I was going to say. So, yeah, for, for, the, for the Finn thing, I think it would have been a great dynamic to explore and they could have actually expounded upon the first order and established some mm-hmm. it, with lore like how how do the, does the first order have like, a space station larger than the death star well, what first, funding do they have they're, i mean <laughs> what, like, they're, they're not because hyper crystals because you could get away with not explaining things in the old movies because the galactic empire had taken over the entire yeah. galaxy you knew that everyone knew yeah. that from the get-go so they had power and money yeah the first order is they're they're the, they're technically the remnant. Yeah, like and, and, and that's why they use child soldiers, like 
that's why they abduct kids and then train them. Like, and that's a throwaway line in episode seven. But what bothers yeah, me that's is stupid. that we yeah. could have seen with Finn, we could have seen they could have introduced all the, the different kind mm-hmm. of hierarchy and kind of explained some things with that. But then actually given Finn more of a reason to be like, look, you know, like uh, you could have seen him kind of. Go, go through the motions of the, what am I fighting for? Yeah. Why am I fighting for this? I need to fight and, and, then, and then quit. But then what also bothers me is I don't like seeing him in later episodes when they kill stormtroopers. He's celebrating. Yeah. To me, he wouldn't be celebrating. He would he would do it because it has to be done, but he would not Understand celebrate it. We were talking. Yeah, we were talking about this the other day where that was an extremely wasted opportunity. Yeah. Just me watching Seven, I was yeah. disappointed with how his character kind of was just a sideline character. Yeah. He yeah. was not an active part it's of that. It's because China doesn't like black people. No, that, that, is, that is literally... <laughs> that is actually... No, that, like, no that's genuinely... I like, and, and, and I feel like that's, uh, that's kind of... There's a lot of really cool stuff that could be done if we didn't have to appeal to an international market, which that is a soapbox I am not getting on. <laughs> but the wasted potential that this spend, Because you have... Okay, you have an ex-stormtrooper. You, you set him up to be an ex-stormtrooper who is trained as a Jedi when there is no Jedi Order. He should have been the right. next Jedi instead of well, Brave. Here's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, what I really wanted by the end of Episode 7 with how they set it up, I didn't want another, we have a chosen one of a Jedi. Yeah. I wanted two Jedi. I yeah. wanted two Jedi. Basic fight. Jedi. I wanted back what we had when Anakin and Obi-Wan were fighting back to back. I wanted Finn yeah. and Rey to be a dynamic, ass-kicking duo of Jedi. Mm-hmm. Like, I wanted both of them because I thought they both, especially at the end of Episode 7, have a lot of potential to be interesting characters and interesting, like, dynamic. Like, I, the wasted potential that is Finn and all of Honestly, that all is three of them. All three of them, uh, mm-hmm. like, even Kylo included, too. Yeah. He, like, they just made him a whiny emo kid yeah. when they could have made they could have made him actually dynamic. Yeah, or, or he, he, here's one thing. All right, so, like... Poe was always going to be a little bit of that generation's Han Solo, like a little bit. But then they just rug pull. He's a smuggler, which that is a whole thing of fun, fun, fun tidbit behind the scenes. Oscar Isaac, the man who plays Poe Dameron, he changed his last name several years back. His original last name was Hernandez. And he changed it because he was really tired of Hollywood always casting him as the Latino drug runner, yeah. as the Mexican drug smuggler. Uh-huh. And what do they make Poe in episode nine? A, <laughs> a spice runner. And what's spice in Star Wars? Drugs. Drugs. <laughs> they... And, and that's why in interviews about episode nine, this man is divinely angry, well, along with a million other reasons. With they screwed over his character, they screwed over Finn's character, yeah. they screwed over everyone. Do, doesn't doesn't like I'm pretty sure Adam Driver's like adamantly trying to get away from Star Wars. Yes, he is running. Adamant. Can I say that you? I, I'm certain you would love. Code or two now because it deconstructs not only just the main themes but like also all the characters. You have oh, a, fantastic! You have a character in that that actually you touched on something really similar. You meet him and he's very inconspicuous. He's the Han Solo of the group, yeah. and he ends up having a lot more to him. Yo. They, they introduce secret Jedi killers in that game and how Yo. you would go about killing a Jedi. Because it's not an easy thing to do. No. So how regular people kill a Jedi, there's a person who who's an ex-Jedi killer who talks through all the steps. Yo, cool. okay, I need to play this game now. <laughs> Hold, okay, I'm glad you brought this guy yeah. in. He's really cool. High five, man. You're awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Eiffel Tower. <laughs> uh, any other tidbits that anybody has? Um. <laughs> or wants to contribute. It's, just, it's like a small thing for me. It's yeah. just how okay, they go did ahead. not build emphasis on the Sith troopers. Cool red armor stormtroopers, then just dropped them. Yeah. No, oh, saw them yeah. 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 no I literally remember like seeing them as like a character you could play as in Battlefront 2. And they're I, fun. And I was they're like, fun in that game. They're really they're fun. I literally had to think about it. I had to do a double take when I saw them. I was like, they had are like, those a thing? They're like three minutes of screen time. And like it's the yeah. Sith's Empire's freaking official stormtrooper. So, this never built I was upon. like, where did, I, where did they come from? I hated the redesign for the stormtroopers for the First Order. It looked like they were made by Apple to me. Yeah. 
think they yeah. had like apple armor. It looks but, like too stupidly fat to me. <laughs> yeah, I, so but I did like the Sith, like the red Sith armor with like the helmet style yeah. that they oh, did yeah. have for that. I, I thought that looked cooler than the yeah. basic. It's like a cool armor. texture to it. Yeah, like, it yes. was like it really did. It had like a lines in yeah. it and stuff. You could actually like see like it. You could. It looks like you know what it feels like if you. Yeah, yeah if, if, if I if I yeah. gently caress the yeah, helmet of a stormtrooper. Yeah. Um, do I have any tidbits? Uh, I realize I didn't even talk about zombies in Star Wars, which is hilarious because that's why yeah. that's why you brought me on the show. <laughs> you lampshaded that so hard. <laughs> like, thank you. I, you know, I, my mom always said I had potential as an interior decorator. Um, <laughs> like, you know, Spit I, my water I didn't even at talk you. about the zombies, and that's why I'm here, which is hilarious because we talked about so much else. We didn't even talk about horror, which is hilarious. This is, I mean, this is part we can, one of we the can, yeah, we, we, it, I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's what is. That's honestly one of my favorite things about the Star Wars universe is we've been sitting here talking about different things from across just one franchise for an hour. Yeah, for an hour. And we're still having. We've only like touched the tip of the iceberg, right. so to speak. Yeah, and I haven't even gotten into how droid sentience and all of that. It reminds me of the Jewish myth of the golem. That's for another day. Oh no! I will get into that because the mythology is fascinating. I, I know little Jews bits. In it is kind of cool. All right. So with that, I, I think we're signing off. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. So I, uh, Dr- Drew. Yes. Is it true that you really have that spice running deal going on later today? Oh, crap, crap. They're on to me. Um, yeah, uh, you know, it was great. Thanks for having me on the show. I, I, uh, I saw some Imperial uh, officials. There's some Imperial yeah. officials oh, out there. Oh, crap, crap. I, I need to go. <laughs>